Let's continue on in our ongoing series, The Pilgrim's Life. Today our text can be found in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. Knowing the false teachers. First Peter and 2 Peter talks about the pilgrim's life. But there are two different focuses. First Peter encourages believers to persevere in their faith amidst the suffering. Because we have a living hope. In the midst of our sufferings, we still have this living hope. But second Peter encourages believers to persevere in God's word amidst the deception of the false teachers. We need to know God and we need to know God's truth. So may the Lord help us. This world we see so many fake items coming out. When I was still young, only those that are very expensive, luxurious items uh, were, were made fake. Just like watches. Expensive high-end watches, you'll find fakes and or rip-offs of it. Just like the bags that women love to carry. These expensive high-end bags, there will be replicas of it. But in the past few decades, you would find something strange. But these commonly bought items, these uh, quite low-end items, you'll see a lot of fakes. There are even fake eggs. You ever heard of this fake eggs? Fake uh, baby powder milk. And the oil that uh, we use for cooking, they are fake oils. And the, the food that we eat, the meat, uh, the noodles and the meat that we eat, they are fakes. Sometimes we don't know we are eating real food or not. Let me, uh, for, pardon me for saying this. Especially from mainland China, a lot of fake items comes out. You know why? You know why? Because our hearts are becoming more and more wicked. For the sake of earning money, we, are, we dare to do a lot of different things. Even though we know that when we produce these things and it's consumed by humans, it'll harm them, we still do it. How about a church? Are there uh, false teachings or fakes in the church? In fact, as early as 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul had already I warned the church that there are many false teachings. Look at Acts chapter 20, 29 to 30. Look at Acts chapter 20, verses 29-30. These were words that Paul shared with the church or, or the elders in the church of Ephesus. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from, among, uh, from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. Twice he used the word will come or, or will arise. These were warnings that were given, these are warnings that were given 2,000 years ago. And these things remain true today. These, these savage wolves are the false prophets. They outwardly look like sheep. But inwardly, they are wolves. So how do we distinguish between the true teachers and the false teachers? In 2 Peter chapter, one, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 9, Apostle Peter uh, showed us three very important methods. The first, know the false teachers by their faith. 
Number two, number two, 这道行为来领不家家的财富是啥啊 ？No, the false teachers by their actions. 第三 ，And the third, 这道业 outcome 业结果来领不家的财富。No, the false teachers by their outcome. Let me explain. Let me explain. 头像 first one, 用信仰来领不啥是家啥是家。We use their faith to distinguish the real from the fake. 另外第一章 verse one. Look at verse one. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. You 讲从前的百姓中间有假先知起来，从前都有咯。Says from the past there were false prophets among the people. 保罗即系彼得讲呢句话嘅时阵 ，When Peter was saying this， 是讲到古约嘅大事。He was speaking about the Old Testament times。你讲古约嘅时阵，已经有几先知起来咯。During the Old Testament times， there were already false prophets。所以现在继续有几嘅先知起来，冇奇怪嘅大事。So we should not find it surprising to find false teachers among us today。历代之下 ，Second Chronicles 第十八章。In Second Chronicles chapter 18, 记得讲真特别的代志。There was a very unique situation that was recorded there. 以色列王 Ahab, the king, a king Ahab of Israel, 甲犹太王约沙法，沙甲合起来去拍这个阿阿兰这个国家。And、uh, together with the king of Judah,、uh, Jehoshaphat, they went to fight the Aaron king. 但系约沙法喺大声叫问上帝旨意。Jehoshaphat wanted to know God's will。所以问当中这个 Ahab 嘅先知。So he he asked all the、uh, the prophets of Ahab。大家讲 Yes, no problem。的确呀，的确呀。And all of them in 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 unison said, "You will surely win." 只有这个先知。Only one prophet。叫做米盖亚。It's called Micaiah.、Uh, Micaiah. He 讲 No, 你的确输诶。Said No, you will surely lose. Imagine. Just imagine. 几百个先知对一个先知。Hundred plus prophets against one prophet. 这个讲的确赢，的确赢。And the the majority of them said you will win. 这个 Micaiah 讲的确输，的确输。Only Micaiah said that you will surely lose. 上啊也上啊，上啊掉咧。Who is right and who is wrong? 当然是这个米开亚也啦。Of course, Micaiah is the one who is uh, who is, uh correct. 这个 Ahab 可能拍死了。So Ahab was killed during that battle. Imagine, just imagine. 看在先帝的中间。In the midst of so many prophets, 原来只有这个假的先帝。There was only one that was true, a true prophet. 其他都是假。All of them. The rest were false prophets. This is 古约发生的大事 These were incidents that happened in the Old Testament. 来到新约 But when we come to the New Testament, these things continue to perpetuate. 亚最团福音的人，无得无一定是真的先知，真的真的牧师，真的传道 A lot of them who preach God's word may not be true teachers of the word. 所以那是要真扎碎的 That's why we need to be very careful. 但大先 But、我爱你明白什么叫做异教，什么叫做异端。We have, we need to know what is heresy and what is paganism. 无上无上。It's、uh, completely two different things. Paganism, paganism, paganism. Heresy, 叫做异端。Heresy are what we call、uh, cults. 什么无上呢 ？What are the differences there? 所以 paganism 这个异教是指咁样嘅信仰，完全无上嘅物件。Paganism is any belief that is completely different. From our belief, just like Buddhism, or or um uh Taoism, or uh Hinduism, or uh Islam. These different religions are completely different from our faith. We call them paganism. Ah, no, 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 A few decades. There's a new explanation that's coming out. We need to be careful. But they said in reality, the Buddha of the of Chinese Buddhism is Christ is the Christ of Christianity. In it's they're just different names from different cultures. So, Christianity. That's why the Nirvana in in the Buddhism it's the same as the paradise in Christianity. But this is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a teaching of the Bible. But that is not a tea
Salvation is found in no one, no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind but by which we must be saved. There is no other name and there is no other way except that of Christ. Because our truth in the Bible is the absolute truth. But paganism's influence over us is not that strong. Because we are not easily swayed by them. Heresy is something that looks consistent with our faith, but it's actually wrong. It looks like or it seems like it's right, but it's not right. And this is something that we need to be afraid of. Because heresy comes from within. What does this mean? They say they or they claim that they also believe in Christ. They believe in Jehovah our Lord. And they also believe in the gospel in the Bible. The way they explain and the things that they preach and say are completely different. Uh, be careful about this. A heresy comes from us, comes from, from extreme. Vision. Let me explain. But the ex- extreme, extreme comes, It comes from extreme, uh, extremism. So we should not push our truth into an extreme. Then something bad will come out. Let me explain. In, in Christ, you will have peace, you will have comfort, you will have, have grace and abundance. Is it true or not? Of course it's true. That's what the Bible tells us. In the midst of all the troubles that we are experiencing, we have peace. So it's true when we claim that Christians will have grace, will have comfort, will have peace, will have abundance. But, that we, but we should not push this theology into the extreme and say without this, then there's no other thing else. How about suffering? How about suffering? Is there uh, suffering? How about poor sickness? How about sickness? Of course, we experience these things. How many of us as Christians have not experienced any sufferings? So we need to have a balanced view. That's why Jesus said clearly that in this world we will face troubles. Let me ask you. After we became Christians, if we become sick, do we pray? Do we have faith that the Lord will heal us? Of course we do. He's the Almighty God. But is it possible that God will not listen to you and heal you? That's why there are people who will tell you that you have to by faith proclaim and claim your healing. Because if without your faith, you will not be healed. No. No. Because they forgot what the Bible clearly tells us. In, in Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 2, there's a season for, for birth and there's another season for death. There's a day of our birth, our birthday, and there, there is our death day. What does this mean? There will be one day when you pray, the Lord will no longer give you what you ask for. Because your time is up. When we say your time is up, it doesn't mean you are old of age. No. No. It's the time allotted to you by the Lord. It's up. So we have to understand that we cannot explain the truth in uh, to the extreme. You need to have a very holistic view of God's truth. So if you push your faith to an extreme, eventually, eventually a heresy or a cult will come out. Peter said, These false teachers will come from us in the dark. This is frightening. Just think about this. There's this person. 
His are all everything that he he's saying is our falsehood. We will not believe them. Imagine. When somebody will say speak to us and they will say eight eight sentences of, of truth and just add two sentences that are false. We will easily believe that person. We have to be very careful and be afraid of that person. That's what false prophets do. They will not preach something that is completely wrong. They will inject and mix truth with falsehood. And we probably ask, Pastor, what should we do? How do we face this? The first, from their basic faith, we we will know them. Look at verse 1. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. They who, who deny the sovereignty of our Lord. They, they do not believe that only the Lord can save. What does this mean? I'll give you a five-minute theology. If it's in the Christian faith, there are four very important uh, uh, theology, doctrines that we need to know. These are essential doctrines. It's bibliology, theology, Christology, and so, uh, soteriology. What is bibliology? We believe that all the 66 books found in the Bible are God's word. The original, given by the original Bible I mean, and in the original Bible, there are no mistakes. That is our basic foundational faith. What is theology? It talks about the reality and our belief of the Trinity. The Holy Father, the Holy Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are co-equal. They are all uh, sharing the same glory and same level of glory. What is Christology? That Christ is 100% man and 100% God. What is soteriology? It is our belief that our salvation is by faith alone and by grace alone and not by any of our own deeds. Any teachings that are contrary to these four basic doctrines, we call them heresies. You know why? You know why? Because these four doctrines because these directly affects our salvation. So if there's anything if anyone teaches anything that is contrary to these four doctrines, he's not your brother, he's not your sister. He's a person who will bring you to destruction. What? But there are different doctrines. Secondary doctrine. These are secondary doctrines. Ecclesiology. Eschatology. And angelology. When they explain the, these things, these doctrines, and it's uh, a bit different from ours, they, they remain our brothers and sisters. Because they probably have a different point of view or perspective from us. Maybe the way they explain these doctrines is slightly different from us. But it does not affect our salvation. So we still call them our brethren. So, for example, Jehovah's Witness. They are a cult. Why do we call them cult? Because they uplift God. But they look down on Christ. So they say that Christ and, and God are not co-equals. They, they believe that Christ is God. But only but, a small God. He's a minor God, a small God. So he's not on the same level as our Almighty God. That's why we call them heresy. 
Mormonism is also heresy. Because apart from believing in the Bible, because it comes from their Mormon doctrines, nor do they accept the fact that Christ is the uh, only begotten Son of God. That's why we call them heresies. Recently, about past 20 years, there's a very big cult that came from China. Probably it will reach the Philippines. They call themselves uh, the part of the Almighty God. Eastern Lightning. They call themselves the Eastern Lightning. They have a very unique belief system. They said that Christ is already here. But he is in a female form. It's the first time Christ came, he came in a male form. And the second uh, second time in a male form. Uh, second time is a female. Form. So that's why there's uh, equality between male and female. Right now, it's quite popular in China. So, dear church, so we need to understand and comprehend the different belief system uh, around us. When their views of the Bible, their views of God, their views of Christ, and when their method of salvation is different from our system, they are not our brethren. They are heresies. From their basic foundational faith, we will distinguish them from ourselves. The second, we will know these false teachers by their actions. Look at this very familiar passage in the Bible. This was something that was said by Christ. Watch out for false prophets. They will uh, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. This was part of God's uh, Christ's sermon in the Sermon of the Mount. Christ is telling us that we can distinguish these false teachers by their fruits, by their actions. In Second Peter, tell, uh, shares with us uh, two actions. There are two uh, clear evidences of these false teachers. The first, we call them depraved conduct. Look at chapter 2, verse 2. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of, of truth into disrepute. These depraved conduct are refers to this wicked really bad uh, kind of conduct. It has something to do with sex. These false prophets, false teachers will have a very messed up sex life. So we have to be very careful about this. Many years ago, children of God, I don't know if this occurred in the Philippines, but many years ago in Hong Kong, there was this very big cult called the Children of God. What they emphasize most is to love one another. They attracted a lot of young people to follow them. Especially young people who came from family with problems. They were, uh, they were encouraged to leave their families and join this organization. You know that they live together? Young people living together. They, f- they are like a bi- one big family. They're the the main pastor, the, the senior pastor is their father. It's like a big family, big, big family. It looks like it was a big, big family. But it's very chaotic. When a woman becomes pregnant, 
she will not know who's the father of her child. Because she has sexual relationship with almost everyone. Oh, who's the one taking care of the child when the child is born? All of them will have communal duties and responsibility towards that child. So that child will have many fathers and many mothers. Because they are children of God. This is a very depraved kind of conduct. So may the Lord help us. Not only do we listen and hear when the pastor preaches, we need to take note of their actions and their conduct. If a person's life is very depraved, filled with wickedness, how can that person be a servant of God? Because God is holy. How can God allow his servant to continue living in, living in a wicked way? That's why Peter said, You have to be careful and be aware of these depraved conducts. These are the, the manifestations of a false teacher. Second, you will see a lot of greedy conduct. Look at verse 3. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their conduct has not been, uh, destructions has not been sleeping. In their greed, they have this greed within them. The motive of their actions is just to earn for themselves. They, they speak a lot of falsehood, they speak a lot of lies. For the sake of earning money. That's why uh, Paul said, the love of money is the root of evil. Money is neutral. Money by itself, in itself, is not bad. But when we have this greed for money, that will become the root of our evil. Remember in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2, when we spoke about it, the, the true servant of God, they will not be pursuing this honest gain but we'll be eager to serve the Lord. When we serve God, we do so willingly, not for the sake of earning money. But you have to understand there's, that there's this very big temptation. Think about it. If you go to a church and you listen to a pastor preach, after listening for a while, probably 5, 15, 20 years, you find something strange. The more you listen to him preach, and the more you like to listen to him, you will be influenced. The more you look at him, the more attractive he will. And the more he speaks, the more you believe. This is true. Because I've been serving in this church for the past 30 plus years. That's why I have this very close relationship with the congregation. We call it trust. When you trust somebody, uh, you will find it easy to entrust things you own to that person, including your wealth, your money. Let me share with your testimony. While we were constructing this uh, discipleship center, we know that the need, financial need for this is, was very big. You know, from the beginning, from the first uh, from the, from the very first step when we started construction, uh, construction until the very end, until we completed it, we did not owe any money. We did not lock, lack any money. Whenever we need to pay off our, our outstanding debt, money will come. One time, uh, we, I spoke to a deacon in our church. But, but he was part of the uh, uh, construction committee member. We were not speaking about the construction. I was playing badminton in the midst of our playing badminton. We, when we sat down for a rest, we were conversing. So he asked me this. He said, Pastor, 
We need money. Because he's part of the construction. And I said, thank the Lord, we do not have any financial lack. And suddenly he said, it was the first time for me to hear such a thing. You know, pastor, you know why we do not have any lack for financial need for our finances because of you. It's because of you. I said, no. Pastor, listen to me when I speak. You know, people trust you. That's why money comes. If it were me leading this church, money will not come. Because I am a businessman. People will not believe me. After he said this, I went home and, and pondered about, about this. Who or not? And I found uh, him to be true. Because people trust you. That's why money came. If people do not trust you, they will not give you their money. You know how big a temptation this is for those who are ministering a church? Last week, I received a check. Uh, 250000 And I, I came from somebody who said, give it to the pastor. You don't have to give it to me. You, just, you can just put it in our offering box outside. No, they said it has to go through the pastor. This is called trust. There's this, but there's this very big temptation because people trust you, money passes through your hands. That's why there are a lot of false teachers who love to establish these false, uh, false teachings in their churches because money passes through them. But the true servant of God, when they serve the Lord, it is not for the sake of money. So dear church, you need to be very careful and observant of the, of the conduct of these people. Not only do we listen to them when they preach, look at them and, and, and their actions and their conduct. And the third, no, we will know the false teachers by their outcome. Look at verses 4 to 6. But if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in the chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an, an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Do you, if you notice these uh, three verses, if you are to look at the English uh, version, this is a very simple word. If. The word if. If. The word if. If God did not spare angels, they see that. If God did not spare the ancient world, they call that. If He condemned, it's, it's meant did not spare the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. If this if the means devil. You know what these three ifs that appeared in these three verses means. Peter used these three ifs to to give uh, to point out a very important point here. God did not spare the angels, God did not spare the ancient world, nor did he spare the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at the first one. Angels in the spiritual world were sent to hell. Look at verse 4. But if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, what sins did these angels commit? What was this referring to? If you are to look at Jude chapter 1, verse 6. And here it's, it's explained what happened. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority but abandoned their proper dwellings, these he kept in the darkness, bound with everlasting change for judgment 
on the great day. What does this refer to? What which incident does it refer to? It's the sin of Lucifer. A third of the angels followed Lucifer. God has placed these angels in the place of darkness awaiting judgment on the great day. What was Peter trying to say here? Even uh, angels who sinned were not spared by God. What more these false teachers and their sins? God will not forgive these people. These people will be placed in hell in the future. That is their final uh, result. Second example People in the ancient world were swept by the flood. Look at verse 5. If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. This talks about the time of Noah. Noah used 120 years to build the ark and to preach God's word. None of them repented. Only Noah and his, uh, the seven members of his household were saved. That's why the flood covered the whole world and de destroyed the whole world. What was Peter trying to say here? God did not spare the people of this world. It only saved the life of eight people. So the the, the, the end result of these false teachers are assured they will be destroyed. Third example, the promiscuous city was burned by fire from heaven. Look at verse 6. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them into ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. This, is, this was the first time recorded in the Bible. God sent fire from heaven to destroy, destroy two cities. And everyone in, in, in those two cities were completely killed. Only Lot and his two daughters were saved. Why do you say probably why was God so cruel? If you want to look at the full story, then you have, you have to look at Genesis chapter 19. You know, Sodom, you know Sodom is the first probably um, um, LGBTQ city. It's there, there for same sex. You know, when men and men, uh, when they have sex together, it's called sodomy. It came from this, uh, the name came from this city, Sodom. This, is, this was the first city that, that's openly homosexual. That's why the Lord sent angels to observe the city. And it was proven true. Look at Genesis chapter 19, verses 45. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. This was what the Bible says. When these two angels in the form of men came to the city, Lord welcomed them. During that night, both young and old surrounded the house. What did they do? They called out to Lord and demanded that he bring out these two men. In Chinese, they put it very delicately for us to do something. But in the English version, so that we can have sex with them. It's very clear that so that we can have sex with them. These are the people of these two cities. They are very depraved. They love to have sex. They want to have sex with men. That's why God destroyed them with fire. You know why? You know why? 
，这个美国嘅诶电影咁似即个，佢就 number 吓，即个 number one 嘅啲，我开始，你嘅即个即个人着上衣又要创啥？ Uh, if, if, I don't know how many of you have watched the original Rambo movie. When this, when Rambo was、uh, hurt, when he was wounded, what did he do? You remember what he did? You know, he has this famous knife. He he uh, uh, he heated that knife on、uh, with fire. After heating it. And he used that knife to cauterize his own wound. You, probably, you say probably he's mentally imbalanced. He's not. He's not mentally challenged because he knew. Because if he did not destroy the the bacteria or the germs there, he will not live. He'll be he'll have it. If God did not. Uh, um, do something. This world will not continue to exist. If 4,000 years ago God did not destroy these two cities, sins would have spread throughout the world, and we would not have existed. God did not do things casually. Look at verses seven and eight. If he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless. For that righteous man living among them, day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. He saved one person. He saved one person and he destroyed the whole city. Why? Why? Because this person was declared righteous by him. The Bible calls Lot a righteous man. Probably we'll find it probably strange. Because we do not have a very good impression of Lot. Because of a quarrel, he split from Abraham. And he lived in Sodom. In our minds, Lot was not a good person. God declared him righteous. Because he continued to trust in the Lord. And he was tormented by the depraved actions of the people of the city. He did not approve of their actions. You know, in this world, it's difficult for us to speak out. Especially if you live in the Western world, in the United States, Canada, or even in Europe. If you are opposed to the、uh, same-sex relationship, then it will be a very big thing. You probably be imprisoned. Because they'll call you for sexual discrimination. We are not discriminating against. We are not looking down on these people. You know why? You know why? Because they are sinners, and I am a sinner. It's the only difference is that. The sins they're committing and the sins I'm committing are different. So I have no right to look down on them. But we cannot just simply approve and turn a blind eye to what they are doing. Because these are actions that lead to destruction. Thousands of years ago, the Lord sent fire from heaven to destroy the cities for the same actions. I completely cannot understand why the world would say that these actions are correct. That's why, because of their actions, the time of judgment is coming near. In the book of Romans, chapter one, verse twenty-seven, in the same way, men, the men, also abandoned natural relationships with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. We are not uneducated people. We are not people without wisdom. We know. We know how grave the penalty of these actions will be. But it seems like we are ignorant of it. It seems like we don't understand. The Bible tells us God knows who are those who stay true to Him and those who are not. These false teachers. They live a very depraved life. 
They will not have a good ending. The Bible tells us, look at chapter 2, verse 9. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold them, uh, to hold the unrighteous from punishment on the day of judgment. He will separate the godly from the ungodly. God will save those who are righteous. Those who are unrighteous will face God's judgment. So may the Lord help us. Dear end will be very frightening. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, chapter 13 verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Consider them. Remember them. Our outcome, our ending will, re- will prove to other people what kind of a person we are. Your church. We have to understand and we have to know and distinguish that there will be a lot of false prophets and false teachers in this world. Look at their faith. What are their teachings? What are their teachings based upon what kind of truths? Look at their conduct. Look at their fruits, the fruit of their, their labors, the fruit of their lives, and you will determine what kind of a tree they are. Look at their ending. God is righteous. Whatever you plant, God is just and righteous. Whatever you plant, you will reap. May the Lord help us. When I was 60, when in the Philippines, when you're 60, you're considered a senior. I, re- I reminded myself one thing. I'm already 60. I'm already senior. I know I'm entering the last stage of my life. That's why I often remind myself of this. Finish well. I need to finish well. Finish well. Finish well. Because I don't know how long I have to live in this world. When I depart from this world, what kind of testimony will I leave behind or legacy will I leave behind? How will people speak about me? I need to finish well. So may the Lord help us. Even though most of you are not seniors yet, think about this. One day, your time will be up. How will people remember you? Remember, I've, in the past, I've uh, invited Dr. Andrew Liuson to speak in our church. You know, 12 years ago, he underwent a kidney transplant 12 years ago. It was a very serious illness. He went to Hong Kong to have this surgery done. You know, before he went to Hong Kong, he conducted a service. He invited a lot of people. If I go to Hong Kong and I do not come back anymore, because there's a possibility that he might not come back. Of I want us to celebrate my life. And I found it very unique. So there he shared testimony, he asked people to share, and it was a moment of sharing and, and, and learning. And I found it to be very meaningful. Just imagine. When people uh, depart from this world, they are left there in the casket. People stand up and speak. And people will say great things about 
这个老好啊，老好啊，老帮衬我，老老老贴心对我。They will say how loving, how good, how helpful this person was. 哇，哪讲哪夸伊，这个听人哪哪哪哪听哪夸伊。And the person would probably be the the person lying there in the casket would probably be very happy. 我跟你讲啊 ，Let me tell you. 你来卡扎讲伊没死了啦。If you tell if you spoke of that earlier, probably he wouldn't die. 是不是 ？Isn't that true? 你就感觉世界人都无人听伊，所以死了啊。That's why he probably he felt that nobody loved him. That's why that person died. 我哋真真扎讲。Truly spoken from the heart, that person would probably be raised from the dead. But you tell me, you come, you come, you come. Your church, for example, if it's my time. For me to depart, and I'm there in the casket. But my spirit is standing beside my casket and looking and observing. And I would look at who will be standing up to speak. Um, brother Romi came up to speak. This pastor is not good. And then I'll probably shed tears. I'll stand up and speak. And I'll say, Pastor, it's not bad. When I'm listening and observing, you understand one thing. That's my end result. But in the truth, you know. You're just pretending not to know. You know for a fact what people will say about you before you die. Because whatever we do, it leaves an impression in the minds of other people. That's what Peter is saying. You have to be mindful of your end. The things that you do today, that's what your result will be. Whatever you plant, whatever you sow, you will reap. So may the Lord help From these three different aspects, we will know the false teachers from the true teachers. We are not yet done. So next week, we will reiterate this. Then we will go in depth to know who are the true teachers and those who are false teachers. May the Lord help us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, as we stand before you, we confess many times we are swayed by falsehood, Lord, of this world. We are influenced by so many things that are cultural that are part of this world and not of your word, not of the Bible, Lord. Forgive us. Help us to know and distinguish the truth from falsehood and help us to be uh, steadfast in standing for the truth and remaining in the truth. Help us to have this heart that only seek you, Lord, a heart that only wants to obey you, a heart that only wants to be led by you. Forgive us of our sins. Help us to renew ourselves in standing before you and help us to renew ourselves in our faith to never waver and stray from the truth, Lord, so that we will live lives that truly honors you, a life that truly reflects who you are, and we can influence other people to come to know you are one true God also, Lord. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for this reminder. Watch over us, Lord, as we, as we depart. This is our prayer with thanksgiving in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. amen. amen.